0: Hello, and thank you for tuning into Answers from the Lab, where we share Mayo Clinic knowledge and advancements on the state of testing and science from laboratory leaders and the people who are making it happen behind the scenes. I'm Dr. Bobby Pritt, the Chair of the Division of Clinical Microbiology in the Department of Laboratory Medicine and Pathology at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. With me today is Dr. Bill Maurice, the Chair of the Department of Laboratory Medicine and Pathology at Mayo Clinic and the President of Mayo Clinic Laboratories. This is our weekly discussion with Dr. Maurice, in which we learn about updates in the field of laboratory medicine and pathology. Hi Bill, welcome back to our weekly chat.
1: Thank you, Bobby, it's good to be back.
0: Yeah, so we have a few things to talk about today. Some updates on the COVID front, holidays are coming up. Some states are seeing increasing cases and and some others are seeing decreasing COVID cases. So maybe we could talk about that a little bit. I think we
1: should, because I think that the, the headlines, if you will, are a bit confusing to people because it seems like they're getting some mixed messages. So maybe we can use our time today to kind of sort that out for people a little
0: bit. Yeah, we'll do our best. I agree. Just see the headlines and you see that the Delta variant is receding across much of the United States. But then you hear talks about cases going up, perhaps in some of the states that maybe our listeners are living in. So the story, you really have to delve into the data on the CDC webpage. It's all there. In the United States, it is true that overall, our cases are going down, but that's mostly really attributable to cases going down in our warmer weather states, the southern states. First of all, we still have community transmission at the highest level, so that dark deep red on the CDC scale, but we're also seeing increased numbers of cases in the states that have the colder weather. For example, our top five states with the highest number of new cases daily per capita are Alaska, Montana, Wyoming, Idaho and North Dakota and other northern states, like where we are in Minnesota, are seeing increasing case numbers. Yeah, so, yeah. for example, Alaska has 125 cases per 100,000 people each day.
1: Wow. It's really interesting and it's kind of seeing how this is rolling out, if you will, across our country. So what we saw in India, actually, which is where, of course, the Delta variant was first identified was it was, a, of course, that extremely rapid rise in cases that was really caught the attention of the globe for, for the, how harmful it was and how damaging it was for that country. But then it really fell off really quickly as well. So they saw once they kind of got through, there was a precipitous decline. And that's really what we've seen in the southern states, is that there's been, there was this rapid rise in the mid to late summer. But now as we've gone through September, the numbers have really fallen quickly. And because that's where the bulk of the cases were earlier in the year, the national trend is where the numbers are dropping. But to your point, we are seeing, like in our region in Minnesota, Wisconsin, what I would describe as a swell, as opposed to a surge, Mm -hmm. the numbers have been kind of, not quite as steep and incline, but going up and up and up. And as a result, now we're kind of seeing, having to deal with this in a little bit of a different way. There's a national trend, and then there's what's happening in in your neighborhood and in your area, and they might not always be one and the same.
0: Yeah, so that's a really good point for our uh, listeners that are in the United States. I think it's really important to listen to your local news. Maybe go to your state health department website and find out what's happening locally because the national headlines might be a little misleading. And of course, for our international listeners, it'll be the same advice. Listen to what's happening locally in your area.
1: Yeah, that's right. Because as you were mentioning, the rate, even the rates of community transmission are quite different, I think, in different mm-hmm. parts of the country right now and certainly in different parts of the globe. The other thing people are hearing about is just the fact that many of the hospitals are very, very full right now and to the point where there's concerns. I know in Minnesota, there was a headline last week that I think that the number of ICU beds available in the state were at the lowest number since the onset of the pandemic. And I think those sorts of messages are also a little bit confusing for people, particularly when they hear that the cases are dropping across the country.
0: I agree. That's why we have a podcasts like ours, I guess, to hopefully put it in perspective, because I was just looking at the CDC maps this morning, and they have the whole of the continental United States in this deep red color, which is the highest for community transmission. But that's a bit misleading. We really need to look at it at the state and even the local community level.
1: Yep, you're right. And the other reason we need to look at it is to understand what's happening in healthcare in your area, as well as COVID, right? So, and, and I think the reason that we're seeing the hospitals being so busy in many parts of the country, even though the case numbers are coming down, is really threefold. Number one, people had deferred care. If you think back to where we were a year ago, most people were either deferring elective care or they just couldn't get it. And so elective doesn't mean that it's not really needed. It just means that it's not emergent, right? And mm-hmm. so with the hospitals are already busy now, Taking care of the healthcare needs of people, some of which they deferred because of the pandemic. Now you have a rise in cases on top of that. There's basically less resources available because early days of the pandemic, we tell people to not utilize so we could have as much available in the hospitals, and that's not the case now. And then, of course, we've seen challenges with the workforce. There's been, uh, you know, I tweeted I think a week ago that since the onset of the pandemic, over 500,000 people in the United States have left healthcare, at least mm-hmm. in, you know, hospital-based healthcare for a variety of reasons. And so there's sort of all these other things happening in the background. I think the bottom line is it's all the more reasons to really be careful and try and protect yourself mm-hmm. from both COVID and other respiratory viruses. Influenza is going up, I think in D- Washington DC area, they're having a lot of influenza right now. So all the more reason. The reality is that COVID is still with us. Mm-hmm. That where we're, it depends on where you are, the hospitals are really busy. So the more you can do to kind of be mindful and protect yourself, the better off you'll be and we'll all be.
0: Well, I think that gets into another important point that we do have ways to protect ourselves. I've been traveling more. I don't know if you've been traveling more, Bill. We know how to keep ourselves safe while traveling. I was... Very conscientious about wearing a mask all the time when I was in the airport and on the on my flight, and and people are going back to traveling, going to meetings. There are now more virtual and hybrid meetings again, but we can't let our guard down. And of course, not just travel, but we have the holidays coming up. People are going to be moving indoors. In fact, I think that's probably what's driving a lot of the cases we're seeing in the northernmost parts of the country where it's colder. Is people are moving indoors into these Poorly ventilated spaces, they're sharing meals together. Schools, of course, have reopened up. People are going to be gathering for the holidays. So it's more important than ever before to remain vigilant and keep ourselves safe with some of these things like masking and vaccines, of course. And there's some new news on that front we can talk about.
1: Yep, that's right. And I think before we move off of that, Doug, yeah. is that thankfully the Delta variant is on the wane in many parts of the country and some parts of the globe. We don't know if things project as they are. Getting together and gathering for the holidays another year into this can be really important. And we have to strike the right balance of what's safe and what's not safe and what's possible, what's not. I think right now we, we won't really know. Just like you know, COVID's always been kind of the two-week windows. So hopefully we have to just keep watching the trends and see where we are come Thanksgiving and Christmas to know a lot of the answers to questions on people's minds about getting together and traveling and everything else. But to your point, for now, stay safe. And part of that safe is is vaccines. And we do have more in new news on that as well, I think, right?
0: Yeah, we do. Well, so first the numbers, we have about 77.1% of people age 12 and over that have received at least one vaccination in the U.S. Goes down a little bit, 66.7% for those that are fully vaccinated. But now we've been hearing more and more about boosters in the news. And it was just recently that the U.S. FDA advisory panel voted in support of booster shots for individuals who had received Moderna and Johnson & Johnson vaccines. And of course, we already have boosters available for select populations for the Pfizer vaccine. So I would tell people to look at what type of vaccine they received, if they can't remember, get their vaccine card, which is also becoming more important to have handy, and then check with their physician or their state health department or their local health care system and find out if they're eligible for a booster.
1: Yep, that's right. So more news will be coming both on boosters, vaccination and kids. I think that data is going to be, you know, in the five to 11 year old age group, that data is going to be coming forward. So there'll be this dynamic between vaccination and what's happening with the pandemic and all of these things. But hopefully we can move through to get past the pandemic stage Mm -hmm. here pretty soon. But I guess we'll end on that just last week, the public health emergency in the U.S. was extended for another 90 days, which is important Mm -hmm. for all of us around things that have gotten emergency authorization and everything else. So more to follow. Hopefully, we'll, in many parts of the country, the trajectory is on the right in terms of people getting vaccinated and cases coming down. So we'll talk in a couple of weeks, and, and hopefully the picture will continue to get rosier.
0: Yeah, I hope so, Bill. Well, sounds great. I look forward to talking to you again next week.
1: Yeah, yeah, we have made a habit of it, so why not keep it going?
0: <laughs> sounds good.